You might be here today as a Jonah. And God brought you here for that special purpose. To speak to you. To say, hey, this is where I've called you. Why haven't you gone? But Jonah's mission, we have a mission. Not only to go to Nineveh. But to go and make sure that those people would receive the grace and the love and mercy of God. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us for Raul's new study, exploring the turbulent faith walk of Jonah, a man called to proclaim God's grace in an evil city. As you think about Jonah's callous attitude towards sinners he felt didn't deserve salvation, you'll get a challenge to honestly evaluate your heart for the lost. Raul will bring us encouragement to ask for God's help in loving those who seem unlovable. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's study. Well, this morning we're going to be dealing with the book of Jonah, but I'm going to give you an introduction because there's so much in the book of Jonah, only four chapters. Jonah was a type of person that not only wanted to be used by God, but to be used by God to put down people and not give them the grace of God. And so when you deal with people like Jonah has been asked by the Lord to go over to Nineveh and to call judgment on the Assyrians. And the Assyrians were really bad. They took people and tied them up and skinned them alive. They would kill children. They would do everything that's evil. They would do it. And somehow God saw the Assyrians that they needed to repent And they need to come and receive Jehovah Yahweh. And Jonah will be so stubborn that God is going to have to spank him just a little bit. I don't know about you, but what seems to be your problem? Are you a Jonah? Which is important to answer. Are you a Jonah here this afternoon? Do you think that you can get away with things from God that God's not going to chasten you? He's not going to discipline you. We have to be careful the way we respond to people. We have to be careful how we serve people. We have to be careful how we read the Word of God and how we use the Word of God to speak to people. Not condemning, not judging, but the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the peace of God. Very important in the life of people. We need to pray for one another. Asking God to help us to be doers of God's word, not just hearers. There are so many people in so many churches that are only hearers and not doers of God's word. When you become a doer of God's word, it's because God has spoken to you. You want to be obedient to the word of God. And Jonah was called by God to take a message to a rebellious people that hated people And yet Jonah said, I'm not going, I'm going to Spain, and I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm not going to go. What does God have to do to get you to go there? What is it going to have to take for you to go where God wants you to go? You might be here today 
as a Jonah. And God brought you here for that special purpose. To speak to you. To say, hey, this is where I've called you. Why haven't you gone? And of course, Jonah could make excuses. We can make excuses. But Jonah's mission, we have a mission. Not only to go to Nineveh. But to go and make sure that those people would receive the grace and the love and mercy of God. We can recognize in the book of Matthew, in chapter 12 and chapter 16, where Jesus, because a lot of people today, they don't believe in the book of Jonah. Seminaries, professors, they don't believe in Jonah. How can you not believe in Jonah when Jonah is quoted by Jesus that Jesus was going to stay what? He was going to be in the tomb for three days and three nights, even as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. He confirmed it. So how can Jonah not be real? Jesus said it. I mean, who else do we need to say that but Jesus? Here in the minor prophets, the minor prophets are the short chapters, short books. The major prophets, it starts with Isaiah, with Jeremiah, with Ezekiel, with Daniel. These are the big chapters. But the minor prophets, as we see here, Jonah, four chapters, simple chapters. But man, what a great message to understand and to know that he is a prophet of God. We need Jonah today. Like never before. Yes, Jonah didn't want to go. God made him go. But Jonah was one of those people that didn't put up with sin. He went in and told them, hey, God's going to destroy 40 days and you're done. But somehow God saw the Assyrians. Because remember, Assyria destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 B.C. Destroyed them. They took the uh, Jewish women, they took them for themselves as wives, and through their children, they were called the Samaritans. And the Samaritans hated the Jews. They were half-breeds. Half Assyrian, half Jewish. And so you figure how here Jonah writes his book according to the Holy Spirit. He could have made it longer. But in this short chapter is to promote the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The story of a fish that swallowed this person. Because God through his grace and mercy had seen that Assyria needed Jehovah Yahweh God. And here the message is, I can't hear Jonah A simple person called by God going one way and then he wants him to go the other way. He doesn't really want to obey, so he throws him overboard. Not for the ship to take him, but for a fish to take him where God wants him. I hope you're not a Jonah. I hope you're obedient to what God called you to do. That you're going because you want to go. In obedience to the word of God. You want to be obedient to the kingdom of God, what God has prepared for you and for me. And that's why to me, the book of Jonah is so powerful in my life. And I love it because he's really spoken to me this time, this last month. And there's only one time that God speaks about Jonah. One time. Incredible. In chapter 1240, for example, here Jesus, in Matthew 1240, he says, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, the great fish, 
so will the Son of Man for three days and three nights will be in the heart of the earth. The resurrection. Matthew 16, 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. No sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah when he was, and he left them and departed Jesus. He says, I'm giving you this, and he departed. What else do you want? I spoke about Jonah twice, he says. What else do you want? Jonah's real. The message is real. In the book of Romans, chapter 329, he says, It is he, the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Where? In the New Testament. In the New Testament. 1900 years ago. You go back to the book of Jonah, and Jonah is not only concerned that God is concerned for the Gentiles in Assyria, and he doesn't want anything to do with it. And yet God says, Jonah, I chose you, and I want you to go. And Jonah rebelled. He didn't want to go. And you'll see later on when Jonah goes and he gives a message, he goes up and sits on top of a hill and he sits there and says, okay, God, bring the, uh, bring the fireworks. And God says, I'm not bringing any fireworks. And he becomes angry. And he sits up there waiting for God to destroy the Assyrians. But God doesn't do that. So he becomes even more angry. In the book of Philippians... One thing, and it's a key idea in the book of Jonah, one word, obey, obedience. Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in the absence, in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Paul, I'm not going to be here anymore. But I hope you continue to obey the word of God. And Jonah had to learn these lessons in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, a key verse. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Even though he was saying these things, he didn't want to do them. When you study the 14 books of the minor prophets, every word opens with the word A and the end for a reason. The word keeps reminding us, again, of God's grace, of God's mercy, and God's peace. Very important. The book is not about a great fish, mentioned four times. Not a great city, mentioned nine times. And even disobedience is mentioned ten times in the book, four chapters. But it's about God mentioned 38 times in the book of Jonah. The theme, God. The truth about the book of Jonah, it's the will of God. The will of God in our lives. Who's going to rule your life? What is the will of God in my life? What is the will of God in your life? Because Jonah is known from in 1 Kings, like I told you, 1 Kings 14, 25, he says... He restored the territory of Israel from the entrance of Hamath and Atha, the sea of the Arab, according to the word of the Lord God of Israel, which he had spoken through his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, 
the prophet who was from Gad and Hefter. He grew up around the Sea of Galilee. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Be sure and download our free app for convenient access to resources that will enrich your understanding of the Bible and strengthen your relationship with God. You can reach us at 800-634-9165 and visit us at somebodylovesyou.com. Now let's rejoin Rawl for our introduction to the book of Jonah. So Jonah's a very important book for each one of us individually. Very important. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 1, he says, The Lord gave this message to Jonah, the son of Amitian. He said, Get and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. You see, God saw the actual people they lived. There and they were wicked people. Wicked people. And God says, I've seen it. Now, In Jonah chapter 4, verse 11, at the end of the book, Jonah is going to ask, well, why didn't you wipe out these people? And God gives him an answer. He says, but the Ninevite has more than 120,000 infants living in spiritual darkness. Not to mention all the animals. Should I feel sorry for such a great city? Here's Jonah. And God says, the reason I didn't do it is because 120 infants were living. My grace is for them. Remember in the New Testament, the book of Matthew, Jesus was always hanging out with children. One time the children came up to Jesus and the disciples said, hey, don't get get away. And Jesus said, hey, hey, let the little children come unto me. For such is the kingdom of God. And Jesus loved children. And he felt sorry for the children in Nineveh. 120,000 that God spared because of his love, his grace, and his mercy. God had commanded the prophet twice, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message of judgment I have given you. Chapter 3, verse 2, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you to preach, not your message. You see, if God's going to use you, you can't do your own thing. You can't do what you want to do. God says, I send you, you got my message. And it's so hard for people to do that. Because we want to give our message. God's message is the best message that could be predicted or given to people. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 4. But as the ship was sailing along. Suddenly the Lord flung a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm, notice, that threatened to send them into the bottom of the ocean. That's when they went down to wake up Jonah. In 117 he says, Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside of the fish for three days and three nights. He commanded the fish to vomit him out. On dry land. Took him, vomited him out. And then Jonah had to go three day journey and go to the city and say, In three days, God's going to judge this place. God commanded it. He threatened Nineveh with judgment. 
and to relent and have compassion. He says in chapter 3.10. And when God saw that they had put a stop to their evil ways. You see, when God sees a nation stop their evil ways, God's grace will fall upon that city, upon that nation. Man, we need that today. America needs this. And when God saw that they had put a stop to those things that were evil, he had mercy on them and then carry out the destruction that he had threatened. The judgment of God changed because one nation changed. God stopped the judgment on that nation. I would say to you that in these days we're living in, we surely need for God's judgment to stop or come. I think that God is speaking loud and clear to the United States of America. And it's up to the church to have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. What's next? I don't know. But I think something else is coming. And we need to be ready spiritually. We need to be spiritual people. In chapter 4 of Jonah verse 8. He says, and as the sun grew hotter and hotter, God sent a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. Jonah was sitting there waiting for God to destroy Assyrians. And the sun was beating on his head so hard that God had to take a gore and make it grow over his head. And the next day, a worm eat it up. And then he still did not want them to be saved. Listen. And as the sun grew hot, God sent a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. That is certainly better than this, he said. He exclaimed, this is better than have these people repent. I don't want them to repent. And you know, it's incredible how Jonah sitting there and he's having a sunstroke. He's going to pass out. God helps him and he doesn't want help. But he wants to see the judgment of God. In Isaiah 49.3, Isaiah said, And he said to me, Isaiah, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. God loved Israel and God loves Israel today. Today he loves Israel. They're back in the land. They're not going to leave their land. They're going to be there until the battle of Armageddon. And God will defend them in the tribulation period. But God right now is allowing things to happen to Israel because they haven't changed. God has helped them. But they don't have a majority of people that believe in Jehovah, Yahweh, or Jesus Christ. Only 10,000 are Christians. And the rest are atheists. They don't believe in anything. Yet God has ways of talking to his people. Not only to the Jew, he has ways of talking to you and talking to me. Reminding us that we're not in control. God is in control. God demonstrates his sovereignty. His sovereignty upon his church, upon people that really want to listen to what God has to say in the word of God. And again, through Israel's unfaithfulness, Jonah was supposed to be a missionary Not only to be a demonstration to his people, but imagine how these heathens must have felt when Jonah got there, preached the gospel. He goes up on the hill and all of a sudden the king and all the people begin to take sackcloth and ashes and to say, we repent. We repent. 
and they begin to praise God. You think Jonah was mad? Oh, man, he was boiling. He said, I wasted my time coming here. Jonah confessed salvation, deliverance comes from the Lord. He knew that. Salvation, deliverance comes from the Lord. Jonah 2.9, he says again, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. My salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord, not then, today too. Salvation belongs to the Lord. When you get saved, you become a different person. You're no longer the same person. People can see a difference if you're really a Christian. Your family, your friends, your enemies can see a difference. But if you say you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and there's no change, there's no transformation, then people are not going to see a change and they're going to say you're the same person when I knew you, you're still the same person. No change. There has to be a change. Paul the Apostle in 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. That's why we take up our cross and follow Jesus Christ. If any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself. Pick up his cross and follow me. Denial the cross and following That's what makes a Christian. That's what makes a believer. And I don't know where you are today, but I hope you come in the next four weeks for the book of Jonah. Because the response of the Gentiles served as a message to rebuke the other nations around that did not want Jehovah Yahweh God to be their God, but they had their own gods like Baal and Moloch and all these gods. Jonah, spiritual hardness illustrated in his life. A callous heart as God had to rebuke him. Nineveh repentance. Hardness of heart gone. The love of Christ, yes. All these things because they repented. So Jonah was a symbol to Israel. His disobedience to God, his indifference to the religious leaders, And the plans of other nations as they began to see Jonah, that he was hard-hearted and that he was set in his ways. We got to be set in God's ways, not our ways. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if we do that, then God's punishment will become God's grace if we repent. Today, as you consider God's incredible compassion for evil Nineveh, we challenge you to learn from Jonah's mistakes and actively share the gospel's good news with even the most difficult people in your life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program again, we'll be glad to send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Our phone number is 800-634-9165. And when you call us, simply ask for the introduction to the book of Jonah. To further encourage you in spreading the saving message of God's mercy, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' four-lesson series simply titled, Obey. It's a study that will guide you in seeking the Lord's daily direction and will inspire you to follow His commands. 
Get in touch with us to purchase Rawls' audio series centered on the life-shaping power of obedience. We'll send you this four-CD collection for a donation of $19 or more when you visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. You can also order this resource by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. If you find yourself listening to this program on a radio station and you aren't able to hear the entire study, there's an easy solution. It's the Somebody Loves You Radio podcast. Whether you get podcasts through iTunes or Spotify, this convenient platform will bring Rawls' teaching to you on your schedule. This is a listener-supported ministry, and it's your generous donations that keep us on the air. Thanks so much for your partnership. We hope you'll join us again next time for more insight and encouragement from God's Word. Here's Raul once again with a closing thought from today's teaching. God will show His love, His grace, and His mercies, and the Lord will be gentle, He'll be kind, and He'll be loving because He loves us and He cares for us. That's what the book of Jonah is going to be about, a repentant heart, God's desire. Jonah would learn to repent. And Jonah would learn that these people needed the Lord. They didn't want to go to hell. But they repented when the message was given to them immediately. Started from the presidency all the way down to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. Where are you today? This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.